We're spending a lot of time talking to our clients about the importance of having an interoperable platform that seamlessly integrates into these complex patient support ecosystems. That was Molly Stallings. She's the Vice President of Product Marketing at TrialCard and today's guest on this episode of TrialCard Talk. News and information on the life science industry and the role TrialCard plays in it. Here's your host, Landy Townsend. Welcome to episode 10 of TrialCard Talk, the official monthly podcast series brought to you by the people at TrialCard Incorporated. TrialCard is a full-service life sciences commercialization partner that provides comprehensive solutions that span the entire biopharmaceutical value chain. In addition to a foundation of fully integrated, digitally enabled patient support services, its broader offerings include everything from late-stage clinical trial management to post-marketing HCP engagement services and proprietary data-as-a-service payer intelligence and insights. Founded in 2000, TrialCard provides commercialization needs for more than 160 life science customers and has connected over 35 million patients with more than $18 billion in branded drug savings to date. The company is headquartered in Morrisville, North Carolina. For more information about TrialCard, please visit TrialCard.com. My name is Landy Townsend. I'm the Vice President of Marketing and Communications here at TrialCard. We are joined today by Molly Stallings, the VP of Product Marketing here at TrialCard. Molly, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, Landy. It's great to be here with you today. Um, I've actually been at TrialCard for about eight years. Um, Today, I'm VP of Product Marketing, working on TrialCard's digital engagement platform. Um, I've actually been in the healthcare industry for over 20 years, but spent the majority of my career in different healthcare communications and ad agencies. Um, I spent several years at J&J on the product marketing side. Um, Actually, prior to joining TrialCard, I was at an agency that focused um, primarily on the integration of evidence-based health behavior strategies into patient support programs. And that's kind of the lens that I brought to TrialCard when I came here about eight years ago. Um, At TrialCard, I've actually had the opportunity to add value in a variety of different roles, ranging from new business and customer strategy to more traditional product marketing roles. Molly, you mentioned your your background and experience and how long you've been at TrialCard. Tell us a little bit about the impact of your, your background and how what you've done influences the way you think about the work that you currently do. Yeah, so I think in two primary areas. I mean, first and foremost, my client side experience allows me to approach problem solving for our clients really in a much more integrated way. Um, Many of the challenges that our clients face today, they're not siloed, um, but they're really actually interconnected. And so when we propose a holistic patient support or patient access strategy, our ability to demonstrate the interconnectedness amongst those different components is really critical to our solution and to instilling confidence in our clients. Secondarily, um, although I spent the majority of my career supporting patients after they've overcome initial access and affordability challenges, actually navigating those initial challenges are oftentimes patients' first experiences with a brand or a product, um, and which really underscores their importance. 
So for many patients, suboptimal early experiences can really negatively impact that patient's ability to adhere long-term to a medication or a treatment, ultimately impacting um, their outcomes. Yep, very true. Molly, how has our evolving healthcare landscape impacted what patients expect from pharma-sponsored patient support? Yeah, so, you know, over the last few years, we've seen tectonic changes, really, in the way that patients are engaging with technology and technology as it relates to their healthcare. They're spending, um, gosh, tenfold the amount of minutes on their mobile device today compared to even where they were five years ago. Uh, And this type of engagement really allows patients to have access to more information when they want it, but also have it accessible in a way that meets them where they're at. So today, patients expect convenience, price transparency, flexibility, continuous access to information, the ability to navigate between a digital experience and a live patient support experience. These are just a few examples. Um, of some of the areas where pharma and providers are investing to evolve or advance beyond traditional patient support experiences, uh, really in an effort to meet expectations from a really demanding demographic, and that's today's healthcare consumer. Advancements in technology are allowing patients to do that in a much more effective or I should say much more effectively and efficiently than ever before. Is there a certain demographic that doesn't respond well to the types of patient engagement that we're talking about? Like I'm thinking about my mother or our parents. Are, are people of that demographic able to keep up with this kind of interaction or is it is it a young person's game? And you know, it's a great question and we get, we get questions like that a lot from our clients, you know, it's one of these things where it certainly, it obviously it varies between and amongst different um, age groups, demographic groups, and you're certainly going to see, um, you know, certain some certain older populations be more active um, and involved in their healthcare than others. So it's a tough question to to answer, kind of holistically. By and large, the evidence supports the utilization of technology by older demographics and their caretakers. And I think that's an important piece of this um, as we think about designing patient support for some of these specialty medications that trial card often supports. And that it's often not the patient that's engaging um, with the hub or the copay program or that patient access program. It's oftentimes their caretaker. The caretaker, what an important part yeah. of the whole puzzle. That's, that's a really good point. Molly, let's talk about TrialCard's digital engagement platform. What is it doing today? Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, today TrialCard's digital engagement platform is life science preferred digital health, multi-channel communication and engagement platform. And we're focused primarily, Landy, on delivering highly personalized and curated healthcare experiences. And really, we're doing that to improve adherence to medication and engagement with the support program itself. We're spending a lot of time talking to our clients about the importance of having an interoperable platform that seamlessly integrates into these complex patient support ecosystems. Rarely do we have a client 
that goes or has uh, one service provider that delivers all of the services for that patient support program. And so one of the important factors that our clients often look for when they're talking to us about kind of the front end of that patient support program, which is kind of the experience that we're creating today, is the importance of being able to interoperably connect seamlessly into a broader patient support ecosystem that typically has five, six, seven, eight service providers. Molly, let me take you back to September 2019 when TrialCard announced the acquisition of Mango Health. At the time, Mango Health was an app, right? It was a smartphone app, it was a tablet app that allowed users to track and manage all the medications that they took. Let's talk about how that's changed over the past 24 months. Yeah, you know, we've spent the majority really of the past 24 months um, integrating trial cards access and affordability service offerings into the mobile platform, really with the vision of allowing patients to engage with the entirety of a patient support program through their mobile device. Now, if they still wanted to connect with a live agent or a live nurse um, or a member of that patient support team, we're allowing for that seamless connectivity to happen as well. One of the grounding principles that informed the acquisition of Mango Health, it was the belief that patient support could be delivered in a much more compelling way, that we could deliver profoundly more impactful experiences and that we could do it much more efficiently. And today, that's exactly what we're doing. So our approach really over the past 24 months has been different than a lot of what we've seen from our competitors. Uh, We believe that the opportunity for pharma is significant. And what's really different about the way that trial cards approaching digital patient support I think really stems all in our philosophy. We believe that companion digital experiences are just part of the way that we deliver patient support. It's not an add-on, it's not something that you have to pay extra for. The companion digital experience is just what you get when you partner with TrialCard. And it's what you should expect from your patient access provider. So it's no longer enough to just deliver the block and tackle service offerings that you traditionally see from a hub or from a copay service provider. You really need to be delivering them in a way that makes it easy for patients and caregivers to access and continue to engage with them. And you wanna be able to create experiences that wanna make those patients and caregivers come back for more. We know that Efficiency is a real focus area for our clients. Every day they're being asked to do more with less. And so our solutions are designed really to help our clients achieve just that while still allowing patients to have that flexibility and choice. Molly, what has been the impact of healthcare consumerism on patient support? Yeah, so you know, we kind of think about the application of well-established healthcare consumerism principles to pharma-sponsored patient support. So things like increased visibility to activities that have traditionally been behind the scenes. So things like status tracking, where your enrollment 
is in the black hole that enrollments kind of traditionally fall into. So if we can give patients visibility to these activities that are traditionally behind the scenes, we know that we're able to deliver better first experiences. Like a pizza tracker. Like a pizza tracker. That's what a lot of a lot of our clients call our trackers, the Domino's pizza tracker. <laughs> yeah, we also talk a lot about uh, giving patients access and ability to self-serve. So we're using email and text communications today to digitally nudge patients or alert them, remind them when there is something that's important for them to be aware of, a notification or an update that's related to the status of their enrollment or a reminder to refill or a notification that a new service offering is available. And then finally, flexibility and choice. And so, you know, you mentioned, Landy, that when we first acquired Mango over 24 months ago, it was an app. Today, Mango and and Trial Card's digital engagement platform is no longer just an app. Uh, We are connecting with patients on mobile web. We're connecting with patients directly on their tablet, on their mobile device, through email and text communications. Patients can install the app if they want to, uh, but it's certainly not a limiting factor. And we find that that's really important uh, because in those early experiences of connecting a patient from enrollment into a copay or a hub program, that typically happens either on a mobile device or on on a desktop device, patients don't want to install an app right away. And so the ability to seamlessly connect them to broader patient support services without asking them to install an app is critical. And so we're doing that today through text and email. Um, We're allowing patients to provide multi-layered consent. So manufacturer consent, we partner with our clients to determine the right levels of consent to collect. Patients are consenting into trial cards, terms and conditions, and then they're getting welcomed through a tutorial that gives them an overview of the different features and functionality um, that will be available to them through their curated dashboard. Molly, let's talk about some recent examples of trial cards digital engagement platform. Yeah, so I think there's two recent developments that are exciting for me that maybe I can give you all a little sneak preview to. The first one is around the development and deployment of our bi-directional profile and preference management tool. And the reason why this is so exciting is because so often um, delays in conversion and or delivery of a medication to a patient's home are caused by hubs not having access to accurate patient contact information. And one of those pieces of information that's so critical is a patient's insurance information. And when we're able to allow a patient to, again, self-serve and update their insurance information directly from their mobile device, we can ensure that there's a reduction in that delay and or elimination of that delay in getting that medication um, to that patient. The other thing that's really neat about that capability is that throughout the year, I'm able 
to, again, digitally nudge that patient and remind them that if there's been a change in their insurance provider, to quickly update their insurance information in their profile so that there won't be delays uh, or gaps in receiving um, that medication. And then I think the second capability that I wanted to just highlight uh, is, is the fact that you know our interoperable platform allows for that connectivity into other third-party CRM platforms. And so what's interesting about that is as we see kind of a shift towards more internally managed hub uh, programs, so where you have the operations or the, the CRM platform being housed internally within a pharmaceutical manufacturer, the ability to create a consistent front end to that patient support experience that integrates directly into that CRM is really important. And so we're talking a lot to our clients today about how we can integrate directly into their CRM platforms and empower their hub agents to have more impactful conversations with their patients. Molly, tell us about the impact of the CMS best price rule and how it's going to impact patient communications and the role of digital. Yeah, so, you know, obviously I think, you know, Landy, you've interviewed other, uh, <laughs> other tri- my trial card colleagues who are much more uh, well-versed on the topic than I am. You know, I can tell you, uh, you know, there's lots of changes and unknowns right now in this space, as, as you've heard, and I'm sure some of our listeners have heard. But really, any way you look at it, it's it's likely that any change that happens um, in this space is only going to increase the complexity associated with today's traditional copay interaction. Um, and really, if you think about kind of explaining the concept of a copay accumulator to a patient, is very complex. It is. It's amazing. It is, and it really kind of underscores the importance of having a pharma having an established channel that will allow or facilitate an easier explanation um, and ongoing dialogue with a patient about changes to their affordability. Um, And really ultimately ensuring that these patients don't fall through the cracks. Uh, But even putting some of these um, regulatory unknowns aside, A solution that allows a patient to initiate a request for a reimbursement digitally versus a traditional mail-in rebate is just a more efficient and better patient experience. So we're investing heavily in capabilities like digital claim submission and digital reimbursement that will allow for patients to, again, have that flexibility and choice in the way that they experience their patient support, specifically as it relates to some of the changes that may be happening to our programs over the next few months. Molly, what's different about TrialCard's approach to the digital channel in general? Yeah, so I think we've approached the digital opportunity kind of differently than some of our competitors. I think I think we believe that the opportunity for pharma And what we're trying to create with our platform is a profoundly more impactful patient support experience that's delivered more efficiently. So what's really different about TrialCard's approach in general really is our philosophy. 
and companion digital experiences are just kind of part of the way that trial card delivers our programs they're not an add-on it's just what you get when you partner with trial card it's what clients should expect from their patient access and affordability provider and that it's no longer just enough to deliver what I call block and tackle service offerings like benefits investigations prior authorizations even just traditional copay we need to be able to deliver them in a way that makes it easy for patients and caregivers to engage with them and make them want to come back for more. We know that efficiency is a real area of focus for our clients, and every day they're getting asked to do more with less. And so our solutions are really designed to help our clients achieve just that while still allowing patients and caregivers the flexibility and choice that they've come to expect in other aspects of their healthcare engagements. Yeah, trial cards really raised the game in the space, and um, you know it's important for other companies to to match what we've done in terms of reaching the patient and reaching them in the way that we've done that. Molly, as we think about the road ahead, you know everybody wants to know what's coming next, but what are some major areas of focus? for trial cards, digital engagement platform, let's say over the next 12 months? Yeah, so I think we're focusing on three major areas really over the next three months. Um, The first area is gonna be around the integration of other high value service offerings into our digital platform. So things like transportation services, um, nutritional support, curated nutritional and dietary support. So the ability for a patient to get profiled um, at enrollment or through a series of questions that allows for us to deliver then a curated profile back to them of what their nutritional or dietary support should look like. The second area that we're looking to advance our platform in is really around um, the opportunity to streamline enrollment into this companion digital experience. And we're looking primarily to do that through the integration um, into different EHRs, which would really allow for a much more frictionless access into this companion digital experience. That's fantastic. It's amazing to see how far we've come, but it's always nice to look ahead and see what else is on the horizon. Molly, just want to thank you very much for joining us today. I apologize that it's taken us so long to get you on the podcast but uh, it was well worth the wait. We're going to wrap up this episode of Trial Card Talk. Again, I want to thank Molly for joining us today. And if you've liked what you've heard, please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Our next podcast, our December episode, will be a best of 2021 episode where we will look back on our first year as a podcast. Until then, stay safe. Trial Card Talk Podcast is a production of Trial Card Incorporated. It is edited and produced by Trial Card Associate Creative Director Eric Manning. Trial Card Talk and its contents are the property of Trial Card Incorporated, Morrisville, North Carolina, USA.